48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong's top court rejects the government's application for leave to appeal a decision to allow a British lawyer to represent Jimmy Lai in a national security case. Chief Executive says he'll refer the matter to the National People's Congress Standing Committee and home prices fall for a fifth straight month. The Court of Final Appeal has rejected an application by the Department of Justice for leave to appeal against a decision to allow British lawyer Tim Owen to represent former media tycoon Jimmy Lai in his national security trial. The DOG had argued that allowing overseas counsels could go against the objective of the security law, which is to prohibit foreign forces from intervening in Hong Kong affairs. It also said there was no guarantee that overseas lawyers would protect national secrets. Priscilla Ung reports. In handing down its decision, the three-judge panel said the arguments presented to the top court had not been put forward when the issue was heard in the High Court or the Court of Appeal earlier. The panel said it had applied the court's well-established principle that a new point will not be permitted to be raised on appeal in the name of fairness to the other party. The judges also noted that Hong Kong courts are fully committed to safeguarding national security and to acting effectively to punish acts endangering national security. The Chief Executive John Lee says he'll ask the National People's Congress Standing Committee to interpret the national security law on the matter of whether overseas counsel who are not fully qualified to practice in Hong Kong can take part in national security cases. Speaking after the ruling, Mr Lee accused foreign countries of continuing to interfere in SAR affairs, saying there was just no mechanism to ensure overseas lawyers won't be, in his words, compromised. There is no effective means to ensure that a counsel from overseas uh, will not have conflict of interest. And there's also no means to ensure that he has not been coerced, compromised, or in any way controlled by foreign government associations or persons. There are also no effective means to ensure that a council from overseas will comply with Article 63 of the Hong Kong National Security Law that during his uh, legal practice that he will keep secret. Mr Lee said he'll include the request in a national security law-related report to be submitted to Beijing very soon. He added that the Secretary for Justice will apply for an adjournment to Mr Lai's case, which is due to start on Thursday. Health officials reported 7,793 new COVID cases today, of which 605 were imported. Further 26 people with COVID have died. Official figures show that home prices fell for a fifth consecutive month last month to their lowest level since November 2017. Statistics show that homes sold in October went for 2.4% less than they did a month earlier, widening from the 2.1% fall recorded in September. Prices were 11% lower than a year ago. However, rents edged up 0.3%, although rent levels are still going down 2.6% from a year ago. The nation's space agency says its next manned mission will blast off tomorrow night with the crew of the Shenzhou 15 spacecraft heading to wrap up the last stage of construction on the Tiangong space station. The China manned space agency named Fei Junlong, Deng Qingming and Zhang Lu as the crew for the mission. Commander Fei spoke at a press conference. 17 years ago, I became one of the crew members in Shenzhou 6 mission 
I still feel very emotional about that mission. And today, once again, I have the chance to, on behalf of the nation, to join the Central 15 mission. And also, we are about to enter into the Chinese space station. I feel proud of our nation. Thank you. And now the weather, it'll be mainly fine, misty in the morning and at night. The minimum temperature will be about 24 degrees tomorrow. Hot during the day with a maximum temperature of around 29 degrees. Light to moderate southeasterly winds. The outlook winds will strengthen from the north on Wednesday with temperatures falling appreciably during the day. Temperatures will fall to about 13 degrees in the urban areas and a couple of degrees lower in the new territories in the following couple of days. Temperature is currently 25 degrees and the humidity is 94%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Government transport advisers have called for changes to the formula for calculating MTR fares, including consideration of whether the rail operator lives up to public expectations. Officials are reviewing the fare adjustment mechanism under which prices are calculated based on factors including inflation and pay in tra the transport sector. The chairman of the Transport Advisory Committee, Stephen Cheung, says the formula needs updating. We urge the government to, to look at this uh, fare adjustment mechanism formula uh, in adopting a more holistic view to include the public expectation on the service quality. Service quality not only on whether they can uh, deliver the passenger in time without delay or, and also or to say to the, pop, the, the passenger safety is a very important issue as well, you know, in determining the fare increase. An economist says the government has a responsibility to provide subsidies to help people cope with planned hikes in public transport and electricity charges, which he called outrageous. From January, electricity bills will go up by 20 to 45%. City's four franchise bus firms are seeking a 10 to 20% fare hike, while a taxi trade association wants a $6 increase in flag fall for urban cabs. Andy Kwan, director of the ACE Centre for Business and Economic Research, told Janice Wong that while fare hikes were expected, they were too high given the recession. If you look at other countries, the, the price hike more or less the same. Like uh, even Britain, you look at Britain, people really like pay for a high price for electricity or also for the uh, transportation. So it's similar, it's very similar, but it's high in the sense that like, uh, especially if you consider right now, Hong Kong is in a recession. So basically people like feel the uh, financial pain. Uh, like if you really have such a big uh, price hike, uh, I think like people will uh, basically that will increase the financial burden on the people. Right. Uh, you you mentioned that it is expected, but um, what do you think of the actual scale of the increase? For example, CLP uh, power. If you consider the real increase in the electricity price is about twenty uh, percent. So uh, even for the Hong Kong um, electric is the uh, for the Hong Kong Island is about forty fifty percent. That is uh, kind of like uh, astounding and uh, or even like quite outrageous. The authorities in Beijing say they will improve anti-COVID measures in the capital and ban the use of barricades for buildings enclosed off residential compounds. They also talked of the need to reduce disruption to people's lives as COVID cases on the mainland continue to set new records. Mike Weeks reports. 
Liu Xiaofeng, deputy head of the Beijing Municipal Disease Prevention and Control Center, is reported to have told a press conference on Sunday that the city must optimize epidemic control amid a continuous rise in cases. Authorities said barricading building gates and entrances to residential complexes in high-risk areas is strictly prohibited. Wang Da Guang, a municipal official in charge of community-level epidemic control and prevention, said passages must remain clear for medical transportation, emergency escape and rescue purposes. He also said residential complexes shall be lifted out of closed-off management in a timely manner where appropriate. Videos have emerged in recent days of people taking part in protests against COVID restrictions in several cities on the mainland. Authorities stress the need to take measures to reduce the disruption to people's daily lives and pledge to speed up construction of makeshift hospitals. Meanwhile, daily COVID infections reported on the mainland have hit a fresh high. The National Health Commission reported 40,052 new cases for Sunday, up from 39,506 a day earlier. Infections in Beijing fell slightly on Sunday to 3,888, but they were up 14 in Shanghai to 144. Guangzhou recorded 7,365 new COVID cases, while Chongqing saw infections rise to 9,685 on Sunday. No new deaths were confirmed compared with one the previous day, keeping the mainland's official death toll at 5,233. Civil Service Secretary Ingrid Yearn says more than 11,500 people made appointments to get the second-generation BioNTech vaccine in the first 24 hours of the opening of bookings. Over three-quarters of a million doses of the new shot are already available here, as Natalie Cheng reports. The minister, who is in charge of Hong Kong's COVID-19 vaccination drive, told an RTHK program that the new Omicron-specific jab is only currently available as a fourth booster dose. But she said authorities will study whether people will also be able to get it as their second and third shots. Experts have discussed it and we adopted their views. Of course, we will monitor the situation. In fact, at present, almost 93% of the population in Hong Kong has received two shots. The percentage of the population that's triple jabbed is also high. It's reached 82%. And some have been infected after they got the third jab and they don't need another booster. So how big the demand will be and whether we can use the new jab as a third shot, we will look at how things go. The government has ordered 1.9 million doses of the BioNTech bivalent vaccine and about 770,000 shots have already arrived here. The president of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists of Hong Kong, William Choi, said he's in favor of giving the new jab to as many people as possible. Of course, the government's expert panel has to look at whether the second-generation vaccine can be used as the first jab. But if we look at Singapore, it allows people who haven't been vaccinated to get the second generation. Mr. Cho told RTHK that he believes giving the elderly the bivalent vaccine as their second or third shot, or even their first jab, would give them more incentive to get inoculated. A woman has been jailed for five months for throwing a soda can at a police officer and possessing a laser pointer. The officer was not injured, but the magistrate said the pregnant defendant had to be made an example of. Here's Joanna Wong. 
Pong Lai Yin was earlier found guilty of assaulting a police officer and possessing an offensive weapon in a public place. West Kowloon Court heard that the 29-year-old was at a protest outside Mong Kok Police Station in early September 2019 when she committed the offenses. Magistrate Jeffrey C said although the officer was not hurt, Pong's actions were a disregard of the law and could have incited the emotions of other people at the scene. He added that although there was no evidence to show that the laser pointer in question emitted Class 3B lasers, which were hazardous to the eyes, there was still a very high risk that Pong could have directed the pointer at the police. The judge said the jail term he handed down was unavoidable as the deterrent punishment was necessary. Environmental Protection Department has confirmed that it's phasing out roadside recycling bins in urban areas. That means 300 sets of bins will be removed by the end of this year. In a written reply to RTHK, the department explains that it had found that the bins were often mistaken as rubbish cans. It points out that many urban residents are now using its Green at Community Network instead. But Edwin Lau, the founder of Green Earth, says those recycling stores are not convenient. There are many other people who really require the convenience. Sometimes they cannot afford the time to, say, walk another 10 minutes or 15 minutes to find the green community station or the recycling community stores. And then somehow they drop the idea and just put this thing recyclable into a normal garbage bin. And that will really waste the valuable resources and added pressure to our existing landfills. Police across Europe have dismantled what they called a drug supercartel responsible for about a third of the continent's cocaine trade. The European Union's police agency said it had made nearly 50 arrests. It says six high-value targets were detained in Dubai. The BBC's Anna Holligan reports from The Hague. The main suspects used encrypted communications to organise the shipments, flooding Europe with cocaine sourced mainly from South America. The drugs were smuggled in through the ports of Antwerp and Rotterdam. As well as arrests across Europe, six high-value targets were detained in Dubai. More than 30 tonnes of drugs were seized during the course of this investigation. Sport and at the World Cup in Qatar, Ghana have beaten South Korea 3-2. Earlier, there was a thrilling draw between Serbia and Cameroon. The game finished 3-3, with Cameroon coming back from two goals down to avoid being knocked out of the tournament. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Hong Kong's top court rejects the government's application for leave to appeal a decision to allow a British lawyer to represent Jimmy Lai in a national security case. Chief Executive says he'll refer the matter to the National People's Congress Standing Committee and home prices fall for a fifth straight month. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time out of the mist your voice is calling, tis twilight time. When purple-colored curtains mark the end of day, I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time. And a very good evening to you. Thanks ever so much for tuning into Twilight Time. 45 minutes of music from a bygone era to relax and take it easy to, especially if you've had a bit of a day. 
Plus, if you'd like a song, send an email over to Radio Pete at Gmail. First one for you on this Monday night comes from Dinah Washington. It could happen to you. Together, at last, at twilight Something happened to me. 